Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Ready or Not. And uh, believe it or not, this is potentially one of the most life-giving topics you will ever consider. Let's get into it. All right, guys, we are back in the studio with Mr. Joe. What is going on? <laughs> and uh, just floating around the table is the idea of fundamentals. But before we get into it and uh, even describe what on earth we're talking about, we've got Jackie with us today. Now, you may be wondering which Jackie, because there are quite a few of those in the world. Uh, Jackie, you want to say hello and tell them who you are? Hello, I am Jackie A. Jackie. J-A-C-K-Y. That's right. Not with a Q, because that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a I don't know. It's unique. It's not weird. Jacques. Jacques. This is Jackie. So yes. you're not French? No. Okay. European, probably, but not French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lord, help us. Uh, you guys have had a decent day? Yeah, yeah. I had. It's been a very busy day. Just go, 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 and now we're doing a podcast, so Keep going. we're going. Keep going. Let's do it. So when we talked about like the fundamentals, and what we're going to get into right now uh, is really some of the things behind the statement that we're, we're always provoked to ask, like, oh, are you reading your Bible? Are you praying? Whether you go in for counseling, whether you're talking to a friend, a lot of times this stuff comes up. But what does that even, statement even mean, right? And Joe, I know you brought up a little bit ago the, the idea of fundamentals, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that I think about a lot. Well, one, I'm like running right now. I've been running for the last. Joe's running a, a half marathon soon. I, I am. I hopefully, hopefully, there'll probably, hopefully, there's no walking involved. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I mean. He's accomplishing for. a half marathon. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna accomplish a half marathon, uh, God willing. Uh, but man, the even the fundamentals of running, like you would think, that's pretty basic stuff. Um, and yet there's a lot of simple things to run well, right? And for to run long distances. But I mean, it goes into basketball, it goes into uh, even golf, or you look at these pro athletes and what they, they're pros because they know the fundamentals so well. Um, and I remember back in my skateboarding days, man, you, you, you have to know the fundamentals before you can do all the flashy tricks or the flashy anything. So it's, it's the fundamentals, something that I think about a lot because it's the foundation of, of, everything that we do. Yep. Uh, there was an awesome documentary done on Michael Jordan a while ago, and they really highlighted not just his talent, but his work ethic. Yep. I mean, that guy, and I think Kobe Bryant was famous yep. for the same thing, right? And these guys who became the just epitome of their their sport and their talent, you find out a lot of it came down to just this grinding out, this insane commitment to doing the same thing over and over and and getting better at the same thing. And for us, when we talk about Bible and prayer and reading and just spending time with the Lord, I feel like it's dismissed often as a normal thing. I don't know if you guys see that or because it's common, therefore it doesn't need to be talked about. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost... Dis, it's dismiss like oh yes. like let, let's go let's go let's go preach the gospel let's yeah, that, go, that's kindergarten let's, go, let's go across the you know the the ocean to another country to do a mission trip uh or all these big different things for christianity that we want to do um but then it's like oh yeah like and and read your bible and pray or you just are always here you know growing up and me someone that's grown up in the church since uh forever uh just yeah you're supposed to read your bible and pray those are but 
um, because it's, it is the fundamentals and it is something we should be doing, but is it, is it something that we're doing? And what does that even look like? I guess is the bigger question, right? You know, it's incredible. And then we can kind of get into some of the, the nitty gritty of this stuff, but in doing a lot of counseling and biblical guidance over the years, uh, the answer to people's problem isn't just read your Bible and pray. Uh, that I think in the past has been used as like, that's always the answer. Like, no, that's not always the answer, but you'll never find the answer unless those two things are part of the recipe. And I can tell you, um, especially when it's one-on-one counseling, someone going through a season of anxiousness or they're depressed or they're just going through something personal. If you take their spiritual temperature, like, hey, how's your Bible time? How's your prayer time? That's where we're going to start, right? The fundamentals. Almost always, I want to say 90% of the time, those two things are wildly anemic in their lives. There's very little Bible intake. And other than thanking God for the cheeseburger, probably no prayer. And I cannot tell you more than 50% of the time, if people will commit, like, I just want you to go away for just a week or two and just recommit to reading, recommit to meditating, thanking on the word and spending some time in prayer. We don't need to meet again. Uh, it's it's crazy. But and, and maybe you guys can. I mean, I have my own thoughts on this. Uh, but for the sake of 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 exploring this, why is it? Why is it that reading your Bible and prayer is well? I guess two questions. Why is it not done? <laughs> why do people not do it? But why is that even? Um, a, a part of the solution to whatever the, these uh, these crises that we go through or dealing with life situations, like why why is that part of the equation? Um, so which one do you want to tackle first? Why is it hard? I don't know, Jackie. Which one do you want to tackle first? Why why is it hard? I mean, that's let's be real. I I, I think it's hard because it's spiritual. Um, personally, I think it's one the enemy definitely does not want us to sit before the Lord. Um, two, I think it's hard because, um, we haven't necessarily, we don't understand what it means to have that type of a relationship with the Lord. Um, I think it's easy. It's easy for us to be busy. It's easy for us to serve the Lord. Um, but it's not easy for us to understand and develop that personal relationship with the Lord. I'd agree com- completely. I know many times without being aware of it, there's this unconscious, like, well, I'm not accomplishing anything right mm. now. And at least my mind, I live in this tiny little David world of like, no progress is unacceptable. We need to be moving forward and accomplishing. And anything that's not kind of checking off boxes is somehow unproductive. And it's a total lie. Yeah, absolutely. Total lie. But I, I'm shocked at how often I can fall into that thing of the, well, there's nothing happening in this moment. And, you know, over the years I've realized, no, there's something tremendous happening in that moment. But it doesn't look like, it looks like an open book yep. and a piece of paper and a waste of time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why well, that's, uh, I mean, both of those things, even the, what I was thinking and this, I think it all falls under that spiritual side of it. Yep. One that, uh, of course, the enemy doesn't want us to do those things. And then we have our own fleshly nature mm-hmm. that doesn't want to do those things. But there's a part that even when we come to the Bible and prayer, like, oh, I should be doing that, but I don't want to do that. And so that's not the right motive or attitude. Like, if I, like, I should want to pray. I should want. And so there's almost this, 
I think, sense of, I should read because I know that's the right thing to do, but I should want to read. Like, I'm not, I, when I come to God, I should want to be with God. And then there's this, like, if I don't have that feeling, I'm not going to. Yep. Because it's being forced or it's religious or it's dogmatic or whatever it is. Um, instead of just saying, I know for me, I've learned to go, uh, make it a discipline in my life to read and pray, yep. even when I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it's a religious thing or a tradition thing or whatever, but because I know the enemy doesn't want me to. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so there's things that are going to come in the way. And then I also know my flesh doesn't want to. So I don't care what my feelings say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it. Well, not to get you know sidetracked, but I catch myself a lot wondering, like, what am I teaching my kids to think about? Because a lot of times I'll leave in the morning and be like, hey, I hope you guys have a fun day. Like, it's a nice statement, but is that what life, life's all about, finding the fun in the day? Yeah. Like, no. And we're worried all the time or trying to constantly think of ways to entertain and find some kind of excitement. And it's from a good heart, but I think oftentimes it's like, hey, I, I hope you guys have a God-honoring day is probably what I should say. <laughs> God-fearing. And... I, and <laughs> um, but there's that like, well, we want to be entertained. We want to have fun. And I know for me, even recently, there's just been this amazing revival in my own soul with the Bible because it's not coming to the Bible to read because you're supposed to read. Although I know I'll have to have seasons of discipline again in the future when I don't want to. But there's just been this reminder of like, the Lord wants to meet with you and just put away everything else and just speak to your heart. And maybe this is kind of where we go and back to one of those questions you had a minute ago, Joe, like, why is it different? Why does this challenge us and uh, rebuke us at times and bring conviction and bring hope? And I love what Peter talked about, a living hope. I mean, there's things the Bible stirs in your heart that nothing else ever could, not a conversation with a friend, not a song, um, so realizing like, man, I'm going to go sit down and just be with Jesus for a little bit. Well, what I was thinking with that, that there's, there's, that comes from experience, right? Oh man. I so, mean, so, so, you know, like, uh, I had to remind myself of what, what I've experienced in the past with just being in, in the word and in prayer Yep. because of, and what it's done in my life. And I know for me, like I grew up hearing read your Bible and pray like I said, from when I was in preschool, but it didn't click until around 21, where I was like, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And I was like, well, I heard this thing that you're supposed to read and pray. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm just going to commit to reading a, a chapter t- a day. And it, I don't, e- I don't even remember what I was reading at times, but I was just said, I'm going to commit to reading a chapter a day. And s- it's crazy how slowly but surely God started using that, and it's of course because in Hebrews what four four twelve it says, "For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart." And it's like just a chapter a day did that to me, <laughs> you know, and it it changed my whole life. Well, it's living, which means man, it's going to apply right now. Yeah. It's powerful. It is not this dainty little frail suggestion that the Holy Spirit's going to take this word and do something in your heart and your mind. 
And that whole dividing, right, between the bones and the marrow, the spirit and the soul, like those are indivisible things. You, and yet God says, I'm going to get so detailed in your life yep. that we're going to separate things that are inseparable uh, and go deep, which is incredible. And maybe for some people, the reason they don't read is because there is that conviction. Yeah. Absolutely. I was thinking that. I was thinking, you know, there are, depending upon what season we're going through in life, there are times where we choose not to sit before God because we don't want to hear what he has to say. Because in our heart, we know that we are not in a good place and we don't want to hear it. Have you ever done that? Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's easier to, to just busy myself than it is to um, sit before the Lord and and be convicted. Yep. yep. And we make excuses, right? Like, I don't have time or I'm busy and whatever. Oh, but we, we've all, I mean, you know, anyone that says that, we, we're all given the same, same 24 hours a day, every single one of us. So it's like, you know, people that are way busier than you or me, get make time to read the word, spend time with the Lord yep. and, and to pray with him. And uh, it's not just that they make time, it's it's priority. Because ultimately, we we will make time for what is important to exactly. us, yep. regardless well, of how busy we are. And I think, you know, for myself, I wonder, how often do I have the bigger picture in mind? Uh, when someone sets out to build a house, right, is the foundation, and even before the foundation, you're running like plumbing and all this just boring stuff in trenches, then you frame up the foundation unless you're, you know, one of those one in a million people who like concrete, like it's, <laughs> it's not a, an exciting moment, but the architect and the construction workers, they know what the end goal is. This is going to be a beautiful two story, single family home. They, they see it. They have the prints. And I wonder how often we forget, like God says, we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works. I think it's Philippians that says that he's going to be faithful to complete the work he's doing in our own heart and mind, there is a longer game here. And just like watching an oak tree grow would be very, very, very boring. And, you know, you plant an acorn, starts growing at this little sapling, you leave and come back in 15 years. Like when did, where did, when did that happen? <laughs> it happened every day, yep. every day. It was growing just a little. And kind of what you said a minute ago, like that daily just intake of the word you may not see this massive transformation today, but you look back a year from now or five years from now, it's like, when did that happen? Well, it happened a little bit every day. And that little acorn or that seed, right, was getting nutrients. Yep. Right? And that nutrients that from the sun, from the water, from the S-O-N. ground. S-O-N. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. The, I'm sorry. The sun. <laughs> but it, it's, and it, it grows, right? It's, it, it's like we want this, especially to the, the problems that we, the things that we, the problems we have in our life, whether they're they're made up or they're real problems that we're we're dealing with, um, you know, sometimes problems can be bigger in our own mind than than they really are, and sometimes they're just really are very big problems that we're dealing with. Um, but we want them fixed overnight. We want a remedy right now. Um, when that doesn't always happen, most of the time that doesn't happen. It takes time, and then also we want life transformation. We want to be able to go, you know. We want to be so far along in our walk with the Lord, but it takes time and it takes discipline. It takes obedience, and um, and and really, the nutrients is the is is the word, and then spending time with the Lord in prayer, 
and in seeking him. Because the Bible says in what, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And people ask, well, what does seeking mean? Well, a good place to start <laughs> would be, you know, are you in your word and do you pray? Yep. Last time you couldn't find your keys. That's what seeking is. Like, yeah. Just start, yeah. start, start looking, yeah. man. Just don't freak out. I know for me, if I lose something or I can't remember where I left it, Flipping out is the last thing I need to do. I need to like relax, calm down, Take a deep breath. but start actively moving around and looking. And God, I think has that like, hey, stop freaking out. Why don't you relax? That's not going to help anything, but start looking around. And if you seek me, you will find me. It's a promise. Yeah. So one of the first questions, right, is like, are you reading your Bible and praying? Yep. Right. It's a, like you said, it's a good gauge to see kind of where you're at. Like, you know, are you truly seeking the Lord? Yep. Well, are you praying? Are you reading? Uh, so one for anyone listening, uh, if you're going through just a tumultuous time and you fear this like just erratic thoughts coming in and out of your mind, like honestly, be honest with yourself. Like, are you sitting down consistently with the Lord? And spending that time in the word, are you letting your mind be focused on him? I think it's amazing. And we'll do a whole another talk on this probably very soon. Um, but the longest chapter in the Bible doesn't say read the Bible. It says meditate on the word, like to soak and to think and to live, like just be with the word for a little while. And I think for me, that's what completely transformed Bible reading which transformed my relationship with the Lord, which transformed my life, is someone taught me how to slow down, read the Bible. It doesn't have to be done by Friday. Like there's no, no progress report here. Just be with it. Um, and for you guys, I mean, what does reading the Bible look like for you? Morning, evening, both, neither. You read, I mean, I don't know. What's it look like? Uh, for me, I read typically in the morning, um, and and I've actually been. This has kind of been on my heart. I I go through the one year Bible, um, and it's it's been on my heart not only to to read through it in the morning, but to also read through it at night before I go to bed. Um, and I and I read a lot. I love to read books, um, but um, and, and I and I can't remember who it's attributed to, but somebody once said, um, cause people will talk about, well, how long do I read? What do I read? And, um, there's a quote from someone and I can't remember who it was, but he said, you read until God speaks to you. All right. And maybe that's one verse and maybe that's an entire chapter, but you continue to read until God speaks to you because he will speak to you. He wants to speak to us. Yep. So often we neglect the very relationship that's most important um, and we wonder why everything's awry. And honestly, everything can be awry in our lives, but if we are focused on the Lord, if we are nurturing that relationship with Him, then um, our thoughts are going to be about Him. They're going to be on Him. Um, and so everything else can be going crazy in the world, but we're focused on what we need to be focused on. We're focused on who we need to be focused on and, and our hearts are in the right place. And so our perspective is going to be correct. Yep. I think even that idea, I mean, you were talking so much about Jesus and 
I, I wonder how many people get tired of Christians being like, it's all about him. And you just, it, it makes your mind go towards him. And it's like, well, when my mind's on him, nothing else really seems like that big of a deal. Like, it's not that it has to be. That's where I want my mind to be. Mm-hmm. There's this yeah. amazing stability when our life mm-hmm. is on the rock, which is Christ. Because yeah. yep. Peter talks about, you know, being tossed to and fro yep. like a wave, Yep. you know, and and when we are not focused on the Lord, when our hearts aren't right with him, when we're not nurturing that relationship, then that's exactly what happens. Our emotions are out of control. We feel like our life is spinning out of control, and and we are honestly being tossed to and fro, and that's exactly where the enemy wants us. Yep. Well, and the, the word is our anchor, right, in, in that, because it is truth. Right. And in a world of deception in our own emotions that lie to us and in our own perception of things, like the thing is, the word of God is truth. It is re- reality. And we need to anchor ourselves to that. Yep. And again, that just reiterates why it's so important to be in the word and and to 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 have a, a reading plan or so, right? Or yeah. just something that keeps us in that, in the word. And that's what I would say. If you guys are listening and you're like, I don't know where to start, like look, have some kind of plan. Now the plan can change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. my plan changes like so often it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, but I always have a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to finish this book or I'm going to go through this series of, of the old Testament or I'm going to do the one year or whatever, but have a plan, approach it with some intentionality mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time early on, early on, I think we were married for like two or three years. This is a while ago. Uh, my first son was born and my, my plan was read something in the Bible every day. <laughs> like that was my plan. And I remember I woke up late. I was literally late for work and I ran out of the house and I remembered, I think the spirit was just like, uh, you committed to reading something every day. I ran in. I read one verse in one Psalm and ran out and literally something that happened at lunch at the construction yep. site that day had to deal directly with that one verse yep. from that one chapter. And so God's so faithful. Yes. Yes. So I faithful. Know that's, I'm excited because the, uh, the new year is coming. Uh, I don't know when this podcast is going to be released. But probably just happened. <laughs> probably just had the new year just happened. But I get to come up with a new uh, reading plan. Because yep. this last year I committed to reading Proverbs, a Proverbs and a Psalms every day. And, and then I have other reading that I'll do, but that was what I committed to. So I've gone through Proverbs now 12 times. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and every time I get something new out of it. Um, but yeah, for I use the Bible app reading plan, and they have one that's just, I just Google, like searched on there, and it was, there's someone made it, because I wasn't the only person to think that. <laughs> and, uh, but what I do, if I, I have that, so I can keep track of where I'm at, um, but then I, I will find out what chapter I'm supposed to be reading for the day, and then open up my Bible, my actual Bible, and highlight, and then I sit down with a journal, and as the Lord speaks to me in verses, so I usually just write the chapter and just uh, when a verse speaks to me, I just write what my thoughts were on that verse. Yep. Um, and that's, I don't do that every day. I try to do that every day. <laughs> uh, I want to do it every day, <laughs> um, but uh, sometimes I, I don't get to it. Um, and you, we have a mutual friend, Daniel, uh, Pastor Dan up yep, in Washington. You guys have heard from him. He just showed the other day he got an app. It's like the audio Bible, basically. And it's a little bit more... Um, I don't know, colorful and it's it's 
audio. He told me, yeah, he's told me about that. But yeah. he says he listens to it while looking at his Bible and going over it. So he's listening and reading, and then he pauses and like, that's really cool. I'll probably try that. I don't know if it'll last a day, a week, a month, a year. Um, but it's like there's freedom. Just be with the Lord. It doesn't really matter how long, how little. Uh, be with the Lord. I love what Jackie said. I want to clarify something. You know, read your Bible until God speaks to you. It's like if you're new to the faith or maybe you're a non-believer listening, you're like, okay, yep, they're crazy. They think God talks to them. It's like, well, no, I don't actually think God talks to me. I know he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but we don't mean like until there's an audible voice coming out of the Bible, right? There's this thing that happens with the Holy Spirit who has taken residency inside of your life. Mm -hmm. God says that he's been alongside you and now he's going to dwell in you the moment you're saved, that there's going to be just this very clear thought that's outside of your normal thinking. It might be the answer or the direction that you didn't even know you needed, the encouragement that's just like, oh, it's a fresh breath of air. But there's going to be a verse or some clarity that just comes to mind. It's impressed upon your heart. Like, got it. Uh, is that making sense? I don't know if I'm describing no, this right. I think there's even, an, a clear impression on your heart that like this is important for today. Absolutely. There might be, you might be reading and there's a verse that just sticks out to you. And you're like, I don't know why this is sticking out to me. Like, I'm not even getting reason. Like, there's not even a, it's just highlighted to you. Mm-hmm. And what I would, like, that happens to me, and I'll write that down, and I'll ask the Lord throughout the day or whatever, and inevitably, it's it's a verse for either someone else, yep. mm-hmm. or it's, like, it's a, some situation that I'm going to go through in the future. Like, the Lord knows what it's he's doing. It's the nutrients, yeah. right? It's making me stronger. Yeah. Well, it's the Word of God, right? It's living. It's powerful. So it's because the Word of God is living, you should expect it to to speak to us. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Even today, I don't think it directly applied to me today, but I was reading through, going through Acts right now. And where Peter is getting beat up and they threaten him and John, like, don't speak in Jesus' name anymore. And his response, right, is, I think guys, I, I don't know, Jackie, do they love when they're like, you know what? Whether it's right in the sight of God <laughs> to, to not speak, like, you decide if it's better to honor man than God. As for me, I cannot but speak the things I have seen and heard, right? Yeah. Um, so there's this awesome moment of boldness and it's done in the Holy Spirit and then they're released. They're threatened. They're intimidated. They're released. They get back with their brethren. And it says they prayed for boldness that they would preach the word. And I was like, instead of just celebrating and being like, well, I guess I got that figured out in my life. Like, no, whatever that was, we need more of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know it's irrelevant for what we're talking about. For this morning for me, there was no verse that like fixed a problem in my life, but there was just this clarity of like, don't think that what you experienced with God a day or two ago yep. doesn't need to be experienced again. Yep. And so I know it just changed my moment in that this morning of like, Lord, I hope I'm not resting on yesterday's experience with you. Well, and what a, what a beautiful thing that the Word does, right? In that it renews our minds, brings clarity and thought. In Romans it says, um, faith comes from hearing and hearing that of the Word of God. And even to the point of, of, of listening to the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. I, I listen to the Bible. At, the Bible, you can listen to it too. Like I took that literally. Okay, let me listen to the word. Yeah. Um, but it builds our faith up to trust and rely on the mm-hmm. Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. Something I want to kind of talk about for a moment. There's knowing the Bible, and then there's obeying the Bible. There's doing what it says, there's verses we quote all the time, and they should bring comfort, but 
the word of God is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. It's like, well, okay. What does that mean? I mean, that's a big kind of strange statement to someone who's not familiar with it. Uh, Jesus says, if you do not do the things I just said, I will liken you to a foolish man who built his house on sand and when the storm came, knocked it to the ground. But I will liken you to the wise man for those who do what I've said, the gospel of Matthew chapter five, six, and seven, he ends in seven saying, I will liken you to a wise man who built his house on a rock and the storm came and smashed into it. I'm obviously giving you a paraphrased version. (laughs) (laughs) The winds came and the rains came and beat on that house and it stood. And he talks not about just, hey, memorize the sermon I gave. He says, those who do, who set out to obey the things that I've laid out clearly in scripture. So if we can just talk for a moment about the the hurdle, the 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 tricky pieces of like just obey God even when it's not convenient, you know? Have you guys experienced that in your life or seen it in other people's lives? Yeah, definitely have experienced it. I think if somebody says they haven't, then they're lying. <laughs> um you know, I, I, in these days for me, I think I've, one of the things that I've been truly pondering lately, um, is dis- you know, disciplining, disciplining my flesh to do what it doesn't want to do. Um, as Christians, um, I, I, I think in this day and age, um, we're learning what it means to, uh, um, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, to follow him, hopefully every day, um, because, um, Christianity and walking with the Lord is becoming, uh, less and less comfortable. Um, and, and as we've walked, especially in this country, I think as we've walked, um, our our culture has been comfortable. We've walked through a, a comfort Christianity, um, and as, as the time draws near for Jesus to come back, um, you know, we're being refined. We're all walking through the fire. We're all being sifted. And um, we are truly learning how to walk in obedience and deny our flesh. Sure. No doubt. The word uh, is, well, in James it says, but be doers of the word and not just hearers only, Right deceiving yourselves. Yeah. And I think it's easy to think just because we read the Bible and we know what it says that uh, we're doing it and we are then deceive ourselves. Um, and we really have to, uh, there's a, a an obedience, there's a submission to the word and saying, uh, because the word is ultimate truth and because the word is reality, that we submit ourselves under that and not to what culture says, not to what uh, our feelings say, not to what our friends are doing, and and the list can go on and on, but we say, this is what the Word says, and so I must and I have to do it uh, because this is the Word of God. Yep. And, um, and it's not easy all the time. It's not supposed to be easy all the time. If it was easy, uh, if, if it, like, that's it... Easy is is doing what everyone else is doing. Yep. Right. But and we are, I think, commanded 
if you are just, that the just shall walk and or live by faith, not by sight. And it's like, you know, Joe, can I buy new running shoes, but never run and <laughs> claim to have done a marathon? You know, it's like, no, like that, those are really nice shoes. Yeah. Um, there's this funny little group text going with these shoes popping up, you know, all these guys are going to start <laughs> running and, <laughs> but, uh, the reality is like, well, those are really nice. You should probably put them on and run with them. Yep. And it's like, you can become the most knowledgeable Bible scholar on planet earth, but it's just that until you set out to begin to embody what the word says, to live out what the word says and to live by faith. It's not this mystical pixie dust kind of stuff. It's like, will I do what God says and trust him with the outcome? Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's, to me, that's the biggest step of faith ever. It's not that missionary journey. It's not this monumental miracle that we're asking for. That step of faith is like, will you just love your enemy because the Bible says to? Uh, well, he won't look. It doesn't matter how they respond, does it? Will you just do it. Will you be the servant of all? Uh, I know this morning we talked with our kids and it was like, we you know, in it, I don't know about you guys in family, like sometimes the last person you're going to help is your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter. <laughs> it's like, Oh, my yeah. back hurts. Will you rub my shoulder? Like, no, um, I'm tired. And immediately I think the Holy spirit just brought to mind the whole good Samaritan story. And our whole, trust me, our whole spiritual time this morning was like three minutes long. Don't don't think this is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful moment in the axe sermon. house. <laughs> but um, it was a moment of like, well, hey, even in our own home, like I wonder how many times we pass by and we're not like the Good Samaritan to our own family. It's like, yep. gosh. And we got to live by faith. Just do the right thing. Yep, yep. And to know the right thing, you have to... And be in the word. And yeah. that's why it's a light yeah. into your feet and a lamp into your path. It, it truly is just denying our nature on a daily basis, sometimes a million times a day when, you know, our, our, our nature is to, you know, get, get angry at that guy that cut us off on the freeway or, um, well, so you you're, know, you know, the word, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee, you know, like it's like, I'm hiding you, you, we, we read the Bible, we memorize the Bible, we meditate on it, and we hide it in our hearts so that we might not sin against God. Yep. You know, because that's really what's transforming us is the power of God in us. It's not our own selves doing it. <laughs> it's Him. Like, And uh, what a beautiful thing that is. Now, I don't know if this is a season or I'm really slow to the game and should have learned this a long time ago. I don't know if it belongs in another podcast. But there's this thing going on in my walk with the Lord that it's new, it's wonderful, I don't ever want it to leave, but for the first time ever, I'm not so worried about all the things I'm not supposed to do. Like, oh, deny your flesh, oh, you know, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't do all, don't, 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 don't. I'm aware of them, trust me, I'm not, not blind to my imperfections, uh, and I pray God reveals the ones I am blind to. But there's this like, if I just focus on the path he's asking me to walk, I don't need to worry about all the other things. If you're supposed to love somebody and you just determine, I'm just going to be loving today, then you don't have to worry about yelling at somebody because you're not going to. <laughs> you're going to do the loving thing. You're not going to be selfish today because you're just going to be loving. You're not going to be 
right? Fill in the blank, short-tempered. You're not going to be lusting for the things of the world. It's, and I don't know. These things you're saying are just, it's, it's. Does it make sense? I don't even know what I'm saying. It's fruit of the spirit. It's it's walking in the spirit that you might not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it's just, it's not a striving to not do the things that we're not supposed to yeah, do. I feel like people flog themselves a lot and kind of get Eeyore like, oh, I'm such a bad person. I'm like, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You yeah, have Jesus the word of God. Like, Jesus died for all those sins. He died for all the sins you're going to do. Yep. Like he, he's made you righteous, as the word, the word says. If you've accepted the, Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you've put your trust in him and the Holy Spirit dwells inside you, he has now not only washed you of all your sin, right? But he is. It's, it's beyond that. He's imputed his righteousness to you. Yep. <laughs> like, now just go live in that. <laughs> yep. But it's, we, we, we want to control things, I think. There's that. Uh, we want to, like, woe is me, or think about the sin that we did, or whatever it is, and we want to guilt ourselves when it's just submitting under the Lord, right? But we're redeemed people. Yeah. Like, we're, we're truly washed clean, like, free. We're made as white as snow. The crimson sin is gone. And yes, we collect dust along the way. Yes, we need to repent, confess, like do those things. But more and more I'm realizing like as believers, why aren't we full of just this wonderful free pursuit of walking with the Lord and not so worried about all the little things? My daughter's learning to ride her bike, my youngest, and I'll get out ahead of her, not on purpose. She just goes slow for a minute and I can't stop or I'll fall over. And I'm like 20... 20 feet ahead of her. She said, Dad, wait up. I'm not leaving her. Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to pull over. I'm going to wait for you. Don't, you don't have to yell at me to wait up. I'm, I know where you are. I'm going to wait up. And I think sometimes we go, oh, Lord, I fell short. Oh, Lord, I'm such a terrible person. He's like, I'm right here. We're going on this walk together. I'm going to wait up for you. Like, it's okay. I think these are the these are the things and the freedoms and the joys uh, that come as we press into Him, yep. as we pursue our relationship with Him. That's the outflow. Yep. You know, well, that, you, that's you, the you said it that's exact- the blessing. That's the that's Him blessing our obedience. Right. That's um, the word. That's the freedom and the liberty we have in Christ. That, that's the liberty. Yeah. People want to get all squirrely on liberty. That's the liberty. That's the, the to just like, well, my father in heaven has me, yep. you know, and the rest in that because he he is uh, more than capable and faithful. You know, he is faithful when we're not faithful. Yeah, which, he, all the time. All the time. And he's he uh, he's at work in our lives. Um, and so just embrace that and, and live in that. Uh, we, we haven't touched on prayer at all. No. Which means we have another podcast on yep, prayer coming. Yep. Uh, but... Uh, the Bible, uh, man, it's like we should do another three podcasts on just the Bible. Most likely, <laughs> no doubt. Like, I want to encourage you guys as we wrap this up, right, put a bow on it and all this fun stuff. Uh, if you're not reading your Bible, just start. Come up with a plan. I remember there was a season two years ago, I needed to read something just in a different way. So I read through the Psalms as quickly as I could. Not slow, fast. It revolutionized that season of my life. Uh, get to the Gospels. If you're not familiar with who Jesus is, read the Gospels. Start in Matthew and read at least one other. Uh, but just, just start reading. And I just want to close and leave you guys with this. Jesus, speaking to rather religious people, said, hey, you guys have searched the scriptures because in these you think you have eternal life, but it is these that speak of me. Mm-hmm. And it was this awesome revelation where Jesus says, you know, good job. 
<laughs> you've searched the scriptures because you think that reading is the answer, and it's not. Reading is the revelation of the answer, and the answer is Jesus. And he is the word. He is. That's true, right? That's another one. <laughs> he is the word. John says it yeah. clear as day. The fundamentals, guys. It's, it's It really starts with the fundamentals of, of being in the word yep. and, and looking to Jesus and looking for Jesus in, in the word. Um, but... Uh, Prayer next time. Just, next time. Yeah, get in your closet and pray. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Talk to God. Read your Bible. Practice your golf swing. Put yeah, on your put on your put on your running shoes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then do it all over again. But God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See you guys.